Today's Mind Money Balance podcast is going to really help you set up your bank account so you can make the most of your money. So in today's podcast episode, I'm going to talk about why I love having multiple savings accounts and why I instruct all of my Mind Money Balance clients to do so. Today's podcast episode is basically sponsored by me. I have a course called Clarify for Couples that helps couples set up their bank account in a way that is fully automated so they can save, spend, and invest in alignment with their values. In today's podcast episode, I'm not going to go as in-depth as I would in the course, but it will certainly help you get some good takeaways so you can start taking action today on getting multiple savings accounts in order so you can organize your bank account in a way that makes sense for you in a way that sets you up for success psychologically as well. Let's go. Welcome to Mind Money Balance. I'm your host, Lindsay Bryan Podvin. I'm a woman of color, popcorn connoisseur, and one of the first financial therapists in the United States. This is the weekly podcast all about making money feel good in your relationship. The no guilt, no shame podcast, so you can stand in your power as a couple. Let's go. that I see happen all the time when I am doing client work is that people try to live their lives first and then save later. So what this often looks like is if they get paid at the beginning of the month, they worry about making sure that their rent is paid and that their groceries are paid and that their gas is paid for and they kind of live their life. And then on the 30th of the month, they take a look at whatever they didn't spend and then they move it into a savings account. And that is how most people save for their goals. And the problem with that is that it relies way too much on mental accounting. It relies way too much on life to just kind of go perfectly according to plan. And it doesn't account for us being humans, right? So what I like to do is actually flip the spending on its head so you can automate your saving into various buckets. So that way you have it ready to go, meaning your goals that you are saving for are actually going to be met at the beginning of the month and you're going to put your money away at the beginning of the month instead of waiting until the end of the month. So when I talk about multiple savings accounts, I am not talking about having multiple banks that you house your money in. So I'm not saying you've got a certain amount of money in bank A, a certain amount of money in bank B, and a certain amount of money in bank C. I'm saying let's get all of your money into bank A, but we're going to have multiple savings accounts housed in that bank. So think about your bank as kind of being this umbrella, and underneath that umbrella you have these different buckets that you can save for. 
And most banks today make it super, super easy for you to set this up. And if you don't have a bank or a credit union that allows you to have multiple savings accounts, it's probably time to start looking for a new bank. There are so many online options. I like to have, pause, let me re-record re that sentence. There are plenty of online bank options, and while I'm not endorsing either one of these, I think a great place to start your research is at bankrate.com or nerdwallet.com. Both of those websites can help you kind of find a bank that will really work for you and for your needs. And as always, if you have a local credit union that you like, then by all means, make sure that you set up your multiple savings accounts there. So in general, there are at least three different buckets that I like my clients to have, and they are the emergency fund, the savings account, and the irregular expense bucket. And so each of these are savings accounts. They are not checking accounts. So let's first start with the first one, which is your emergency fund. You know that I'm a proponent of renaming it to anything that you feel like would be better for you. So if an emergency fund doesn't feel right, you can call it a rainy day account. You can call it a life happens account, whatever feels good for you. But we want to have a nice cushion there. Okay. If we've learned anything, I'm recording this in June of 2020. If we've learned anything over the past few months, it is the importance of having a cushion available because life happens, right? We get thrown curveballs that we were not anticipating and we need money a lot of the time to continue on in our lives. So what I'd like for you to think about when it comes to your emergency fund is kind of creating a little ramp for yourself. So instead of saying, I'm going to save eight months in an emergency fund, I'd love for you to first set a smaller goal, maybe $1,000, then $3,000, then two months of an emergency fund. Now, when I'm talking about a month of expenses, this is why it's so important to know how much money is coming in and how much money is going out in a month-to-month -month basis in your household. Expenses are things that you must pay for every single month in order to maintain your life. So for most of us, that's things like food, it's things like housing, it's things like utilities and transportation and insurance, of course, right? So those are the big things. So what you want to do is add up all of your expenses, all of the things that you spend money on for one month, and that number is a month of expenses. So when you hear personal finance gurus talk about needing six or eight months of expenses in an emergency fund, that's what they're talking about. They're saying you need to have six or eight times the number that it would cost you to live one month in terms of how much it costs and in terms of how much money you have to spend. So that number is broad because that's how personal finance personalities get to be so popular is they give out broad advice. So I think it's important to remember that that advice is, is just that. It's a broad starting point. And if that feels good for you to aim for six or eight months of an emergency fund, great. But let's go back to that on-ramp and really help you to set goals 
that allow you to really feel like you're building some positive momentum when it comes to an emergency fund. I almost always recommend starting out with $1,000 in this account. The average cost of an emergency in the United States is somewhere between $1,200 and $1,400 per month. So really, we want to get a little bit closer to that, but it's kind of a hard number to wrap your brain around. So I just say $1,000. We want to have $1,000 at least. And then once you have that, then you want to start building that out to one month of your expenses, then two, then three, then four, and however much you feel you need in order to feel really safe and secure. That often touted eight-month emergency fund comes from old data that says it takes about eight months to find a new job. So use that eight months as kind of a rule of thumb and adjust accordingly. If you are in a really high demand area or industry, then it might not take you eight months to find a new job. Maybe you need more like two or four months of expenses. So figure that out first. And that is the first one you need to really start saving for in one of those savings accounts. And remember, an emergency fund is exactly what it sounds like. It is there in case of an emergency. If you know, a tree fell on your home or your car broke down or you lose your job, right? Those are emergencies that you need money available so that you can continue to live and fund your life. So things that are not emergencies that people often pull from their emergency fund are things like car insurance premiums, or things that happen occasionally and they they don't really account for them, so they pull from the emergency fund. So we want to be really mindful of what we are considering an emergency in our household. Which brings me to account number two you need to have, which is an irregular expenses. Again, that's just what I call it. You can rename it something else. Maybe it's something like odds and ends. I don't know why I came up with that, but I'm just trying to think of another way to say irregular expenses. But these are things that happen regularly, but not on a schedule. So for me and my partner, we pay our car insurance premiums two times a year because it helps to save us some money when we pay for six months at a time instead of paying month by month. So even though we only pay twice per year, We are planning on paying it, but we want to have that money set aside so it's not coming out of an emergency fund, but it also is not catching us off guard because it doesn't come every single month. Another example for us would be our water bill. Our water bill comes every three months in our house. And so even though we have to pay it regularly, we don't have to pay it on a monthly schedule. So what you want to think about are things that happen occasionally, but not on a monthly basis that you want to send money aside for. I don't have children, but a lot of my friends put things like summer camps into this irregular expense account, right? It comes up once a year. It's a lot of money. It's not happening every single month, but it's nice to know that that money is set aside. Another thing that comes to mind is things like maybe birthdays or holidays, things where you are spending money for travel or for gifts that you want to account for, but aren't necessarily a monthly expense. So what you want to think about is setting aside money every single month 
into this irregular expenses account, even if you aren't spending that money monthly, what you want to do is have a little cushion available. So when summer camp rolls around or when that water bill is due, you already have earmarked money ready to go for that expense. So that is the second thing I want you to have. So we've got our emergency fund and we've got our irregular expenses account. And then let's get on to number three, which is goals. <laughs> and I say that there are three accounts here, but you can, you know, put five different savings accounts here. You could put eight different savings accounts, but you want to have an account available for your goals. And that goal could be anything from taking a trip when it's safe to travel again, to upgrading your kitchen, to saving for a new car. Maybe you want to save for a down payment on a home, or maybe a goal of yours is to pay off your student loans, right? So thinking about money that you want to earmark for something that you are saving for, which is goals. So those are the three multiple savings accounts that I like to see people have. Of course, you can add to them, you can take away from them, but we want to really make sure that we are funding them first at the beginning of the month instead of waiting until the end of the month and trying to save money that, that's just left over, right? That doesn't really work, okay? So I hope that helps you really understand why I love multiple savings accounts. This, again, comes from my course. It comes from my self-paced course, Clarify for Couples. It's three educational modules that are in video form and come along with a little workbook slash worksheets. And what it does is it's broken up into three different modules to help you set up these accounts and really walk you step by step through what you need to do to make sure that you're funding your emergency fund, your irregular expenses, and your big goals. Module one really takes you through how you and your partner are doing in general when it comes to your money. So you can kind of give yourself a little assessment of what's working and what's not and what areas you might need to improve upon. Module number two digs into your values. You know here on the Mind Money Balance podcast, I'm all about making sure that you're spending and saving in alignment with your values. So module two really walks you through making sure that you've got all of your spending and saving lined up with the things that are important to you as a unique couple. Then finally, module three takes you deeper into what we cover today, which is the importance of multiple savings accounts and also helping you to automate not just your saving, but also your spending and your investing so you can really achieve those financial goals. If you are interested in signing up for that self-paced course, all you have to do is go to my website, www.mindmoneybalance.com slash clarify, and that will give you all the information you need to know. So one more thing before we wrap up today is that I originally ran Clarify as a live workshop, and the feedback that I kept getting from people was, Lindsay, we loved it, but we simply did not have enough time to get through everything that you covered, which is why I converted it into a self-paced course. So that way you can hit pause, you can take your time to make sure that you are making the most 
out of this workshop. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you are interested in clarifying your money, make sure to go to mindmoneybalance.com slash clarify to get even deeper into automating your saving and spending in alignment with your values. If you love this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at mindmoneybalance with your favorite takeaway. I love seeing what resonates with my listeners and sharing it in my stories. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week right here. Neither the host or guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, medical, or other professional information. If you want professional help, please seek it out.